Welcome back to a new season of The Red Debate. It's Chris and Tom here as usual. And Tom, first question for you. Is there a better site in world football at the moment from a Liverpool fan's point of view than Virgil van Dijk back on the pitch in a, in a Reds kit? Amazing to see, mate. Amazing to see. I, I honestly don't think I've ever been more excited for a season of football to start than this one. Fans back, Virgil back, Gomez back, Matip back. Yeah, the mood's buoyant at the moment having been obviously well we'll probably come to it but having had a sort of up and down off season as they call it um in terms of expectations and hope but i'm fully invested in in the excitement now yeah so i am as well obviously players back is key one of the things we're going to cover in this podcast um we're basically going to do a bit about the transfer window we're going to do expected lineup v norwich at the weekend and just a quick season preview and one of the things we're going to cover is there is a slight feeling of disappointment around transfers at the moment. Canate's come in, not much has happened while rivals have spent big. Um, obviously, Chelsea have just signed Lukaku. You've got Grealish going to City and looks like their transfer business probably isn't finished as well. So quick overview then, Berg, on how you think the transfer window has gone for us so far. Do you think Canate's what we needed and enough? Or are you disappointed? Well, um, starting with Canate, it's a good place to start, seeing as we got the business done nice and early. Uh, we certainly needed recruitment at the centre-back area. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased with the recruitment of Ibrahim Canate. Uh, you know, he looks a fantastic player. He's got all the attributes, certainly all the attributes of a clock defender. Seems to be nice on the ball. He's a massive lad. He's quick across the ground. He reads the game well. Slight question mark over his injury record, which perhaps isn't ideal given the question mark over our three other outstanding first team centre-backs. But when you look at things on paper, the, the, the quality of our four centre-backs is really, really high. Um, you know, who, who's to say how long they'll all stay fit for? But um, in terms of centre-back options, we look in a great place, having scraped third with, you know, threadbare defensive options. Um, I, di- I did wonder whether we might try and do some cheeky Ozan Kabak business on the cheap. Um, obviously, he's joined Sevilla now. But in terms of centre-back cover, at least, we're in a good position. Um, obviously, Simicass has had a great preseason, which means our defensive cover at left back at least looks strong. Less convinced about the right hand side, but you know there's been talk that Gomez could fill in there, which it, it, you know it's concerned some people. But it's easy to forget that in the season when we get to Kiev in the final, Gomez played a large portion of that season at right back um, and did a decent job. Um, yeah. Moving forwards across the rest of the pitch, I, I am concerned. I must admit, I am concerned about the lack of a midfielder signing. Um, Harvey Elliott has tampered those concerns a little bit with some outstanding preseason displays um, in his new sort of well new um, in his role as an eight on the right hand side he's looked excellent there that's not to say that I think he can fill Ginny Wijnaldum's slot because you know Ginny Wijnaldum's a world class footballer whatever you think about him um, and he was always available I am concerned that we haven't done business there um, and then obviously in the front line it's been it has been great to see a rejuvenated Mane and Firmino um, who've looked like their usual selves in pre-season and, you know we, we, we've talked about it before but the impact of having fans for, for a showman like Bobby Firmino I think that's uh, that's going to have a positive impact on him and obviously Yotta's looked lively I, I, I mean I still think we're short of a top class attacking player be it probably a wide attacking player and a central midfielder um, that you, 
it wouldn't stun me if we did business, but you know, it sounds a strange thing to say, and I'm not, I'm certainly not saying I don't think we should because I do think we should. But again, you look at the quality of the players in our squad, and for an addition to come in and, and be a possible first team player, they have to be of a really high standard. You know, there's, there's that's, a small... that's a really good point, I think. And yeah. I was gonna, well, let's go back to Canate then because. An additional question I had for you there is that he falls into that bracket, I think, where is he going to start for us? I think he's got a very hard job on his hands. And let's assume then that Gomez fills in at right back every now and again. What does that mean for Joe Gomez, do you think? Because we're both big advocates of him and have been throughout, well, since we started this podcast. But it looks like he's, well, he's, he's almost certainly not going to start against Norwich in the first game. Do you think Gomez yeah. is now fourth choice or like how does the Canate signing impact him, do you think? Tough one to say, isn't it? Because obviously when you look at your squad of players, it's it's reasonable to look at strikers and attacking options as exactly that and options. I think along with your goalkeeper, your back line have to be, well, they don't have to be, but historically they are settled. You know, we talk a lot about rotation in other areas traditionally you, you want a settled back line I think the injury issues that our guys have had means that that's going to prove tricky um, hard to say really isn't it Klopp does like to have um, momentum amongst his playing staff I should imagine once he finds a nice rhythm he'll stick with whoever creates that rhythm for him looks like it'd probably start off being Matip and Canate but I, I you know I as you say, big, big, big fan of Joe Gomez. I think if they're all fit and all playing at their best, I probably would still be picking Van Dijk and Gomez. But there are so many what-ifs with, with the current situation. Obviously, Gomez has had quite a few serious setbacks at a young age. He, he mm. looks sharp in pre-season. He looks, but... He's looked great in pre-season, yeah. I, I have a sneaky feeling Virgil van Dijk will start against Norwich. I really do. Do, do you? Yeah. I've, I don't know why, because it's probably not wise to do it, but he got well, in the last two, obviously he didn't play in the Osasuna game, but the two previous games before that, he got some good minutes in. And I wouldn't say he looked perfect, but the centre-back role, I don't think you need to be perf- like perfectly fit because it doesn't, you know, his reading of the game is, is so good. As long as the knee is 100% recovered, I think the yeah. match fitness will come from playing games. And... Like, if he doesn't play, how's he ever going to get that sharpness back? Yeah, I see your point. We've obviously got some big early fixtures for him to hopefully try and find some rhythm before as well. Obviously, we've got the Chelsea game soon enough. Um, I just, I mean, (laughs) your point about fitness from a centre-back's perspective, Virgil's probably only made about 10 sprints in his whole Liverpool career, hasn't (laughs) he? So I I, I do see that argument. I just, I don't know why. I I feel like it'll likely be Matip and Canate. Yeah, I mean, that's the the obvious choice, I think, but... Canate yeah. played against Osasuna, which was Monday. So I'm thinking yeah. that the players who started on Monday are unlikely to start on Saturday. And it was Gomez, Canate, uh, and Matt at Van Dyke played on Sunday, didn't they? Um, yeah, I see what you mean. It did. It did look like um, the, the the first of the two recent friendlies was more likely to be lads who'll feature on Saturday. But yeah, don't know. I think either either way. We've got good options there. Um, yeah. It, p- people, as much as easy as it is to get excited about Canate, he's obviously an excellent profile of a, of, of a footballer, but he wasn't even a regular at Leipzig towards the end of last season. I appreciate yeah. he had that ankle injury, but they were playing a back three and Canate was having some time on the bench. I, I think he's a, a, a nice profile of signing in that he 
he's not the sort of player that's going to expect to be starting. Let, let's, you know, let's say we've got Varane to plug that centre-back gap. Rafa Varane wouldn't be sitting on the bench for us, whereas I think you could quite easily convince a 21-year-old Canate that his time will come um, and that, you know, he's got to do his time in the, in Klopp's dungeon, as they call it, um, and, well, get, and, and, you know, his, get, get his, to speed with things. Yeah, his competitors have limited time left and limited sounds harsh, but let's be realistic about Matip and, and Van Dijk. Can can Matip play at this level for another three, four years with his injury record? Probably not. That's the thing. I mean, can, can Matip play at this level for a consecutive three to four games? Probably no. not. So <laughs> there will be plenty of opportunities in the coming years, even if this season isn't his breakthrough season, which I think it probably will be. But yeah, um, I would imagine that they're eyeing up Gomez and Canate as the future two in three to four years' time under yeah, Van Dijk's tutelage. That's, that's what I was about to say, because Canate's got the profile of, of um, you know, a Van Dijk-type centre-half, where, whereas Gomez is obviously the sweeper, as you might have called it. Um, Van, Van Dijk's aggressive. Canate looks to have that aggressive nature to his defensive style. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, flip flip to the other end of the pitch then, because you said that you're delighted to see a rejuvenated Firmino and Mane back. We've obviously got Yotta started preseason pretty well. No goals to Salah in preseason. But my my feeling, I have to say, is a little underwhelming there. I think we've got some deadwood in the likes of Origi, who has to go, I think. Um, Shakiri has to go, I think. And I just I don't want to be starting the season again with the same three players. Albeit Yotta is kind of like a new signing, I guess, because he's only really had one season with us. But yeah, I, I just feel like we're asking a lot to expect Firmino to come back in and score the required amount of goals that's going to compete us with City and Chelsea. And realistically, yeah. you're nine unless Salah or Mar. Well. Obviously, when we did really well, they both hit 20-plus goals. So unless one of yeah. them gets closer to 30 goals or they both do that again, that starting striker position is going to have to hit close to 20 goals. And for me, yeah. I can't see Bobby doing it, even if he does play better. Yotta could do it because he is more of a goal poacher. But I would love to sign someone in those positions who can play across the three and just provide support because the drop-off from those four... We've got three posi- three positions and four top-class players. Yeah, I, I see your point. And, and the drop-off is not only a significant drop-off in quality, it's also a massive drop-off stylistically. Mm. When you look at our options... Yeah, because you, I mean, you'd put M- someone like Chamberlain prob- in there or Minamino, they're, they're just not the same. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 it's it's certainly not like for like. I mean, Minamino's looked reasonably good in preseason. I've got to say, I'm not yeah. I'm not his biggest fan. Um, he does have some nice attributes. I'm not his biggest fan, but he um he probably looks like he's closest to th- that fifth slot. If you call Mane, Mane Salah, and Firmino and Yotta the, the four, he's probably closest to, to what you might describe as the fifth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'd absolutely love another body, and I really would. There's there's talk with Doku. Um, who obviously looked handy at the Euros and who we've been tracking since he was about 15, apparently. Um, Jonathan David seen... as well is the other one. Yeah, I, I haven't watched as much of David as I have Doku. Um, I, he doesn't excite me as much as Doku. I mean, people who've watched him more seem to be keen on him. Um, mm-hmm. You're right, but... though. It, it has to be. To break into that first eleven. you need to either sign someone of the mindset of like what you're talking about, Canate, where... 
you know, they're okay being a squad player or they're going to have yeah, to be exactly. unbelievably good to replace any of those front positions. I mean, this, this is the thing. Like, it's, obviously, the other clubs around us have done great business. But let's, let's use a Jaden Sancho, for example. Would we go and ruin our wage structure on a player who, yeah, undoubtedly would improve our squad? But does, would, he, would he really improve our first 11? Let, let's be honest about it. I know well, he wouldn't start, would he? Because he plays where That's Salah my plays. Point. That's my point. It's, I know it's rose-tinted optimism to say, well, would he get in our team? Because doesn't, football doesn't work like that. But, you know, I, do, I don't think we're in a position at the moment financially to go out and get a player necessarily who improves our first 11 in the, in the front line because they have to be absolutely world-class. Uh, that obviously asks our original four boys to stay fit for the whole season. Um, you know, Jota aside, they've got a reasonable record of doing so. But yeah, I, I, I do think if we do business in the front line, it'll be a youngster. I think just going back to what you were saying about financially, that is probably what disappoints me the most, actually. Thinking about um, what could have been and what could still be this summer. Yeah, I believe yeah. FSG had a real opportunity here to get all of the fans back on side, forget about the Super League and considering the struggles that we had last season, really make a statement and go seriously after i know big. and i really yeah. thought it was going to happen i thought you know we've we've spent very little over the last few transfer windows i think our net spend i read somewhere our net spend over the last five transfer windows is something like six million which is nothing and when you're watching rivals pull away from us in the transfer window it looks again like we're going to play either a big waiting game for for a big name who we might not end up getting, let's say Mbappe yeah. or Haaland, probably unrealistic. Well, if we don't get but... Champions League this, if we don't get Champions League this season, then we wave goodbye to that. But yeah, like you say, it makes it makes a bit of a mockery of that push to, to make the Champions League places against all odds this season because the business we've done, we would have done from the Europa League, and you can't convince me otherwise. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. It's really frustrating to win the Champions League, to be in the position where we are now still and not really recruit the sort of players that you, you, you know, you dream, you dream about when you, you, you know, you stay at the top rung of football. Because, you know, we spent a long time out of that top tier of being able to attract top players. We're now in a position where we can, but we haven't. It is, it's incredibly Strange. frustrating. Yeah. I, I think, obviously, Klopp, Klopp has hung his hat on the idea that he makes superstars, not buys them. And I, I respect that. It, um, it does create worries around the post-clop era if we're, you know, if we're going to carry on like this because we're asking for miracles from him and we're asking all of our boys to perform above their expected level, which that, he's managed that, to squeeze, exactly squeeze out of them. Yeah, that, that is exactly it. it. It's going to take something truly special for us to compete for first, I think, this, this season. And although it's I going agree to take with you that the score's looking good and stuff, but it, it really does need every player possibly to not even play to their 100% but some players to play like beyond what is expected of them like when yeah, Salah did I, it for example absolutely but I, th I think if you say, if you say if you were to say to me Alisson won't miss any games Trent Virgil Canate Matip Gomez Robertson Henderson Fabinho Thiago Cater Yotta, Firmino Salah Mane if, if the, none of those have a serious injury whereby they miss more than, let's say, 10 games, we will challenge for the league. And I, I'm, I'm, I say that with fair confidence because I think, man for man, there aren't many better teams in world football. I, I, I do agree that City have strengthened an already ludicrously strong squad, but man for man and system for system, I would, I would still fancy us against any team in world football. 
particularly yeah. add the fans at Anfield back to back to that mix. I've, on, like particularly add the fans at Anfield back to that. It's but Same. but will that happen? It's it's unlikely. I mean, every every single one of those players that we've just listed, or I've just listed, has had their injury problems, and that and that's not an exaggeration. Every well, Robertson hasn't, but obviously he's got it's not now. But, <laughs> but yeah, but otherwise, all of them have had. Lesser yeah, trends, yeah, but you're you know. right. I, th- I think the midfield three is probably the most volatile position because, particularly for the Norwich game, you've got Fabinho probably will play, but he came back late to pre-season, so he's, I doubt he's fully fit. Thiago almost certainly won't play because he's basically had no pre-season, yeah. and and Henderson has had yeah. exactly no pre-season as well. So we're we're yeah. facing the prospect of fielding. Probably Cater, maybe Harvey Elliott, maybe Oxley Chamberlain, maybe James Milner. Milner. Um, I think Milner def- definitely plays. Think. But I, yeah, I mean, like it, we we talked about our centre backs all coming back from injury. I think if we're going to have a crisis in one position this season, it'll be in central midfield. Yeah, agreed. Because none of none of those boys consistently stay fit. I mean, Curtis is probably the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't even Milner say Curtis James. Job. I mean, he's yeah. probably had. Uh, the most underwhelming preseason out of all the ones we've just mentioned. Uh, to be fair, I've been critical of Cater, but he's actually been brilliant in preseason, and it does me every time. But he reels me in with this sense of optimism, and deep down, I just know that he's going to get injured probably within the first two games or have a howler. So I, I, I really do hope this this is the season that I get proved wrong and he comes through because he's obviously the most natural potential replacement for Gina. They're different players, but we signed him as a replacement for that left-sided central midfield role in the first place. Yeah. Um, and the other one who's impressed me, I've, I've, you know, I've watched a lot of the pre-season games, but Oxo chamberlain I thought, this is probably his last chance saloon, isn't it? And he has yeah. been very, very sharp. And of all of the yeah. midfielders that we've just mentioned, he's the one, I think, who can be a big goal threat and, I do believe that we need more from the midfield to support the the front three this this time because you can't just continually expect Mane Salah to hit 25 league goals every season and we suffered last season because of that. Yeah, we did and and it was almost Klopp's mantra when he first came in, wasn't it? Late runners into the box. He he used to use Lalana and Wijnaldum in his early days to yeah. really good effect doing that and that seems to have changed in the way we've played. I don't know necessarily whether that's just because of the recruitment of personnel but, you know, he seems to have, have modelled some of the players' games away from that. Wijnaldum's being a great example of that when you watch him play for Holland versus watch him play for Liverpool. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But I, I don't think the question mark with Cater or Chamberlain has ever been about their quality. I think all all Liverpool fans who regularly watch us know that both of those are quality footballers. But it, they just they just can't be trusted from, from a fitness point of view. Um, you, you, you know I'm always on the brink of optimism about Naby Cater, but it's not. it's definitely not optimism that he'll stay fit. It's more just optimism that he's a quality footballer and can prove it, whether he will or not, I don't know. Do you think he's nailed on to start against Norwich? Yeah, he'll start against Norwich. Yeah. So you, I think, uh, are you saying that the, the, basically the only position that's up for grabs then is the right-sided central midfield slot? I think it's probably um, Fabinho, Milner and Cater against Norwich. Mm. Unless, he goes, unless he goes with Milner and Cater and the front four, but I think that would be risky. Yeah, that could be interesting. Fitting all of the front four in, Firmino playing the, he's done it. He's done it the deeper role. Yeah, he, he has. I mean, what what I would say is we've got a very kind opening few fixtures, haven't we? Um, yeah, we have. So 
it is a nice chance to experiment with stuff like that. Obviously, we need to win them. But at the same time, you know, if, if we were looking at the fixtures saying we've got City, Arsenal, you know, United, Chelsea in the first eight or so games, I think we've got Norwich, then Burnley, haven't we? We've got Chelsea, I think, game three. But then Palace and Leeds and Brentford is the next three after that. Yeah, exactly. I think if we were starting with City off the bat, it'd probably rush Henderson for being and Thiago, to be honest. But yeah, you know, like, like I said earlier, I think, well, and as you said, there's a bit of time to bed the boys back into things. I do think further down the line, he'll hope we'll eventually work towards that midfield of Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago. Yeah. Um, hope, hopefully being our consistently turned out regular midfield. Um but yeah, I do. So you, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, like, I, I'm less less concerned about the recruitment now. Obviously, still would very much like some bodies, but yeah, I think. I'm I'm still a little bit underwhelmed. As I said at the beginning, I, I think I think this was a real opportunity for us. Having got third, and we are on a real momentous drive, I yeah. feel like that getting third has kind of been lost a little bit. And people forget yeah. we won 10 plus games in a row at the end of last season. Oh, um, we were the form team in the league. Towards yeah, the end, by, we? by yeah. far as well. Um, yeah. And I, I just feel like one more big sign-in would just get everything yeah. back on from a swing point of view. But then again, like a big result against Norwich would do the same. So, yeah. It's, I do, the, I do the world think we've football. got a very strong squad, but we're basing that off probably the season before last where you know we're, we're expecting Mane to be back to normal Willie who knows yeah. we're expecting yeah. Firmino to be back to normal again Willie who knows yeah. so yeah. there's a lot of small question marks I think that I'm hoping obviously they will be back to full full flow and the fans and stuff will make a huge difference yeah but, and I do get that and obviously you, you know you you look at um, a team like let's say Madrid Zidane's Madrid he won the Champions League three times with basically the same group of players from which I think our club probably learned but then the next stage is learning from what's happened to them now like you look at Madrid now and they're whimpering now If you, just in terms of the calibre of players like the, their, their recruitment of players like Rodrigo and Vinicius they, they might go on to become great players but have they really bridged that gap properly I don't know I think now is a great time for us to be bridging the gap with younger players. Like, like I guess like we have with Jokta um, and like we've hopefully done with the likes of, you know, Harvey Elliott and Cade Gordon, who's also looked really good in pre-season. Um, but I do think there is, there is a space for someone, again, around the, the sort of 20 to 22 years old in the forward line and that sort of age in the midfield. But, the, you know, the football transfer world's a, a mad place at the moment in the in the way that the Neymar deal back when he went to PSG sort of erupted all transfers globally, well, in Europe particularly. The messy move creates an interesting situation, um, as do the contracts of sort of heirs to the Messi and Ronaldo throne for Mbappe and Haaland. You know, some, next summer, someone's going to pick Mbappe up for out transfer fee and Haaland up for a release of 70. I think so. I, important I mean, to I say do, there, on, on top of those as well, you've got the the massive volatility of just the business world of football at the moment. Like the fact that you've got yeah. Serie A winning team into Milan who have supposedly put their entire squad up for sale, which is just crazy. Exactly. You've yeah. got Barcelona in £5 billion of debt, which again yeah. is just mental. So not only yeah. are signings going to spur massive things but you've got big players at big clubs who they basically yeah. can't afford to keep them 
I know, I know. It's, it's, it is crazy. And you, and you look at those squads and you think like there'd be incredible value in the likes of Martin, Lautaro Martinez and Barella. Both players I love and I've tweeted about them a fair bit. But again, back to my same question, and I'm sure they're discussing this at board level. Would either of those get into our best 11? I'm, I did, like, there's no question about it. They make our squad better. Absolutely no question about it. Would either of them get into our best 11? It's not a, it's not a definite yes. And, and is, it worth, is it worth the club? banging what would, what would probably be £150 million on those two when we're not a million miles away from an Mbappe being able to come on what would probably in total become a cheaper deal next summer. You know, because the other thing we haven't discussed so far is that what with our rivals make, doing this crazy business, you know, City, United, Chelsea, the expectations off us a little bit more. Because we, we, we've had our time That's under Klopp as underdogs and we excelled in our period as underdogs when we weren't expected to win and we absolutely excelled. We had our time in the limelight and I know we had a horrific injury show, but we crashed out of the Champions League against Atletico and then, you know, and then we had last season. Are we yeah, going back to a right. period now where the, ex- the expectations weigh off us? Like, it's... It's a mad, it's a mad question to ask, but again, I'm sure they've discussed it at board level. Would you be happy with second decent Champions League run and then Mbappe next summer? Because I would. Yes, I would. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd rather that than let's say you, let's say you go out and you spend that money, and you get Martinez and you get Barella. Would we be expected to come first? I still don't think we would. Really, I think the expectation would still be on City, arguably Chelsea. Yeah, I, I know I that's agree. negative. I, know I agree. That's, I think it's, it's negative, more worrying but, for me though is that I. Right now, I don't believe we could afford or realistically actually sign Mbappe. Well, I think he'd want to come. I don't think that's in question. I think Real Madrid are going to get him, though. Real Madrid or City. But someone with much bigger wages than we can offer. I can't believe City haven't been in the question for him, really. But, I, I, you know, it had looked like he was going to go to Real Madrid. But without the Zidane factor and with, without their superstars now, it, they're, they're way less an appealing proposition. Way less. Mm. I, I, I don't think. I don't think it'll happen. I really don't. But when Haaland and Mbappe move, there'll be big striker movement as well in the in the in the window. And we need to make sure that we're in Champions League spot to potentially capitalise on that. Exactly, and I think our current squad's good enough to get us there. I know right. that's that's Arsene Wenger football about talking about achieving a finishing position for the Champions League and the money, but that sadly is how football works now. Sadly. Yeah, no, I, I think you're I think you're right. I was going to say so. The squad is good enough to get us there. You're saying, but there is Deadwood in there. We've already mentioned Origi and Shakiri. Yeah. Quick, quick thoughts then on departures. Is there anyone else you want to go? Um, I know there's a couple of other peripherals like Minamino. Yeah. Do you think he should stay? Oxlade. Do you think he should stay? Oh, definitely keep Chamberlain. Definitely. Yeah. Um, largely because I don't know who's going to give us money for him. Well, West you know? Ham are um, heavily I, linked with him, aren't they? I had that was a route with was a loan with an obligation, which doesn't really do anything for us now. Um, Strangely, I think based on the current, be, squads, I love this, him, this, but I'd actually probably get rid of Curtis Jones on loan. So there was talk that Villa were interested in Curtis Jones. And I, I think he's got a high enough market value that you can probably bring in a more effective first-team player than him now. But yeah, it's the same with Chamberlain. You know, his market value is probably at the highest it's going to be in terms of sell-off fee. But the question is just, are we able to replace him with a better option? Like if we've got someone lined up, you know, if, if, if you said to me, Sal Niguez happens if we sell Oxlade or Jones, I'd, I'd sell Oxlade or Jones. But... It, it depends on that domino effect, doesn't it? In, t- in terms of players that you just really 
want gone. I mean, Origi's time here is done. I don't think he's 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 not necessarily a useful member of the playing squad, other than making the numbers up in training. Mm. Um, Shakiri off the back of a decent Euros is probably going to fetch double figures. And there's talk that Lazio are in for him. Um, Klopp doesn't seem to use him all that often. Um, but again, I, same applies to Shakiri. I'd rather have him than not have him. It, it all depends on whether we're going to do business on the back of selling them. Klopp sort of alluded to it by saying we don't need to do business, but there's no space in the squad, which kind of suggests that if you do sell players, they might bring some in. Yeah. Although you could argue that someone like Harvey Elliott is the natural replacement to Shakiri anyway. I think Harvey's possibly going to be more trusted by the, the coaching team than, than Shakiri. I mean, he's, yeah, looked, yeah, he's looked fantastic in pre-season, hasn't he? He looked so good. I think. I think if you if you were to snip up his preseason highlights and say that this was a signing that we'd made for forty million pound, we'd all be well excited. Yeah, that's he has. True. He's genuinely looked really good, hasn't he? Yeah, really good. I I wouldn't be thinking about loaning him out now. I I genuinely do no. believe that he can offer something. So do I. Yeah, yeah. He seems to have the head for it as well. I know. I know he's you know, he's got a few mad moments in his in his sort of social media career from when he was younger. But it's easy to forget how young he is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he seems to have the, the sort of head of a pro, if you know what I mean. And he obviously supports the club. Um, he seems to be well liked by the coaching staff and all the fans. It's, yeah, I'm excited about Harvey. Um, but yeah, and I'd keep him. But I, I, I do actually go back to the point that I would like us to strengthen. Just don't particularly know who. Um, but you know, the club, the club, the club won't just be sitting there waiting for someone to for an email to come through saying, "Hey, do you fancy this lad for forty million?" They'll they'll, they'll be doing their homework. Trust they have been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah, trust in Michael Edwards. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on then to potential lineups for Norwich. So you've given your back four. I think you've given your midfield, yeah, Milner, Fabinho, and Cater. Yeah, I think it'll be that. Yeah. So I guess the big question then is Yotta or Firmino? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Yotta as an impact player. Firmino tends to have less impact off the bench, but then obviously Yotta's had more minutes under his belt in pre-season. I don't really know. And I also, oddly, don't really mind. Do you know what I mean? I won't be disappointed either way. Yeah. You? Well, here's a question for you then. For anyone listening, we do a, a like a proper fantasy football draft where players get bidded on. So if Yotta, well, if both of them were available, which one would you pay more for in the draft? In the draft, yeah. So obviously, so again, for the listeners, the format of the draft is you, you draft your team and then your opponents, obviously there's 18 or 20 teams. Everyone drafts a team of players. And then when it's your team versus your opponent's team, it purely goes down to how many goals their team collectively have scored in that game week. Um, so for that reason, I'd pick Yotta. I, th- I think Yotta could explode this season in terms of goal scoring numbers. You? Yeah. But then again, if Firmino plays more games, because, it, yeah. because it's done by individual game week, if, if Yotta scores sort of two or three in one game week but yeah. not consistently over the season it's a tough one I, I also would go Yotta but I'd be yeah. frustrated if you went big on him and then he didn't play every game but I, I actually he's, think he, Yotta's he's streaky as well isn't he chance of playing every game if he hits one of those those patches that he went through I can't yeah. you just can't drop him really in that form no I I love you. I love Yotta. He he just has an eye for goal and a nose for goal. He's just so direct. Yeah. I love him. 
he, yeah. he, I, I think if, if he was fit, I think he'd play a part in every game. I can't see a situation where we'd have him on the bench and not use him because he's also a brilliant defensive forward, which I know Firmino is as well, but they're both, Yotta's an excellent front, front foot defender. Um, I think he, even if you're trying to hold out a lead, you can do a lot worse than bringing Yotta on to run out tired legs. Uh, I think, so I think, I think but he, he and Firmino, to be fair, would play a part of every game they were fit for in the league. Unless they yeah, would truly do a rest, you know. True. But yeah. yeah. Scoreline prediction? Um, um, I mean, it's Norwich, isn't it? So traditionally, we absolutely spanked them. <laughs> we don't yeah. have Suarez this time, but I do think we are going to start strongly. And I've seen enough in pre-season. The results haven't been brilliant for us in pre-season, but I think I've seen enough to suggest that we're going to start the season fast. So I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say 3-0 as well. I think we'll slap them. Yeah, I fancy Virgil first goal. Oh, imagine the scene. That was, <laughs> I know. That was it. Big Virgil. I know. So, I, know. I guess the only thing left to say then is that what to expect from the Red Debate this season. So, we're going to do, after every game, we're going to do a Red Debate 15-minute debate where we'll just pick pick apart a couple of the key debate points from each game. Um, and then, as usual, we will continue to do our big debate topics where we explore some of the, the the juicier topics in more detail so plenty more to come from us this season um looking forward to it yep likewise cheers for listening everyone cheers for listening everyone see you soon